0: All right. Welcome back, everybody. My name's Austin. Today, I want to bring you the latest news involving Cardano, Binance Coin, Uniswap Coin, Bitcoin, the king, and of course, our breaking news of the morning involving Ethereum. I want to share with you three big updates. So like always, let's jump in. Number one, after a successful Zinken trial, the testnet, Ethereum 2.0 is right around the corner, scheduled for a pre-Xmas. December launch. Now, the reason this is a big deal, if you hold Ethereum, is that Zinkin was the last scheduled dress rehearsal for testing ETH2 Genesis, or testing the creation of the first block in the new chain, and now the proof-of-stake network can go live. Now, you may remember that the first dress rehearsal, previous testnet, Spadina, failed to launch as planned on September 29th due to low participation and minor client errors. That was fixed, This one went swimmingly. And in a direct quote from the developers, with today's successful rehearsal, client teams are finishing audits and making final preparations for a mainnet launch. Quite the big deal. As an Ethereum holder, what you need to watch out for come December is, for the Ethereum 2.0 blockchain to launch, now that the testnets have been successful, the network needs to first have over 16,000 validators, users running the software and half a million ETH deposited. So as they finish their final preparations, as this happens, I will keep you updated. So question for you, are you excited about Ethereum 2.0? Well on this channel, we like to keep it real, I like to give you the facts. The truth is, I wish people would stop hyping this. It is a great step forward, but in December it'll just be phase zero of Ethereum 2.0. And this alone is practically not going to change anything. Even if the mainnet does go live, the full Ethereum 2.0 is still years away. You know this. We've talked about this. But the truth is that Ethereum, in many respects, can scale now. Ethereum's Vitalik Buterin calls on power users, that means the big exchanges, the big players, to move to Layer 2 scaling. In fact, here's the direct quote. If you're listening to this and you're an exchange, or a wallet, or a mining pool, or you're a major user or even just a regular user, then you should be aware of what rollups are and what they can do. Because the truth is, they can be implemented now. And what Vitalik is doing, he finishes by saying, basically, for the big players, you should know what your strategy is in terms of moving over to them. We have these options now. And the Layer 2 solutions that he's talking about is, Buterin praised both optimistic roll-up solutions and ZK rollups, which use zero-knowledge-proof technology adding that using these solutions on the current Ethereum blockchain can increase transaction throughput from about 15 transactions per second to between 1,000 and 4,000 transactions per second. Which would be huge. Huge for the Ethereum ecosystem. Well, next piece of breaking news. Major player Coinbase has just introduced native support for Optimistic Ethereum on Coinbase Wallet, which is a really big deal for Layer 2 user experience, and scalability check this out scaling ethereum is a monumental endeavor only possible as a full community effort Well at optimism we are creating a protocol which can support massive scale but it will take much more than that to make scalability a reality you see it can't just technically work people actually have to want and be easily able to use your layer 2 scaling in the migration to rollups the biggest challenge is user experience making sure users only do secure things by default and don't accidentally do insecure things. You see, according to Vitalik, that is the most important thing for implementation. And according to him, to get this in the ecosystem, the first push should be the wallets. Well, Coinbase liked it, they supported it. We are so excited to announce Coinbase Wallet's native integration with the optimistic Ethereum testnet. Coinbase Wallet is Coinbase's non-custodial wallet, Dapp Browser. So Coinbase is really trying to do their part to ease Ethereum congestion for this cycle. If you would like to play around with this, it has been integrated into Synthetix Minter Frontend live on Testnet today. So if you use the Synthetix ecosystem, have at it. And this year, thus far, it hasn't just been Coinbase. Hats off for Coinbase and Brian Armstrong for integrating Optimism. But this follows Bitfinex's integration of scaling solution OMG, Omise Go. If all exchanges use scaling solutions, all Ethereum transactions get cheaper and ETH dominance should rise sharply. Now, I don't know if we'll get all major exchanges, necessarily. Binance, for example, has still not added wallet support for Bitcoin, SegWit adoption. SegWit, not even Layer 2, by the way. It was just an upgrade to the protocol. So we'll see what they do about Ethereum. We'll get to this news in a sec. But December of this year, heading into 2021, could be Ethereum's year. To put this into perspective, compared to traditional stocks, investors are currently buying Apple valued at $2.1 trillion and yields only 0.68% dividends, nothing. Yet some think that investors won't buy Ethereum, which could yield 5% and only has a market cap of $43 ETH will go insane over the next few years. Which is some interesting perspective. What do you think? Hey, subscribers of this channel know what I think. While Bitcoin is like the internet, these altcoins are like websites. Both have the potential to be very valuable, just in different ways, and from everything we're seeing, this could definitely be Ethereum's cycle. Anyway, next piece of news. Fidelity has just recommended that investors allocate 5% of their portfolio into Bitcoin. For perspective, Fidelity right now has $3.3 trillion of assets under management from different clients. So if those clientele invested 5% into Bitcoin, that would be an additional $165 billion worth of capital flooding into Bitcoin. You have to be crazy not to own Bitcoin at this point. Whoop, actually, correction, the 5% Bitcoin allocation was just a hypothetical situation. Not an official recommendation from Fidelity. Although still, they're putting this information out there. And you know what? Let's just go right to the source, right? I'm not going to waste your time. Let's go right to the meat. While this is current information, and this is bullish in general, this is actually coming from Fidelity Digital Assets, which is an arm of Fidelity. And the reason I say, yeah, this is bullish, but this is not, you know, outrageously bullish is because this would be just like Coinbase or... Or Gemini saying, hey, 5% of your portfolio should be in Bitcoin. It's sort of your business, so of course you would feel that way. So just always sort of keep that in mind as you're finding these articles on your own. Again, this channel will always keep it real with you. The next piece of news, Cardano is number one this month in top blockchains by average daily development activity on GitHub. Again, let's go right to the source. The most development activity happening this month, last 30 days, is coming from Cardano, then Ethereum. We also see Bitcoin and Polkadot on the list, Synthetix, Blockstack, Chainlink. But these are the blockchains really grinding from a developer perspective, and Cardano, number one. From a price perspective, does that have any effect on ADA, the coin? Generally speaking, I would say that the money tends to flow where the people are, and the people go where the dApps are being built. So, big green flag. Okay, next piece of news for UniToken, Uniswap's first ever community proposal, so if you hold Uniswap you may be able to vote, this is a governance token after all, seeks to reduce governance thresholds, so making it easier for the community to vote on things is the first vote. The Uniswap community is holding its first ever vote set to be completed by October 19th, up for consideration is the reduction of thresholds required to submit governance proposals and quorums. And this is the first vote because this is the thing that's been criticized in these last few weeks. For example, a post by the market intelligence platform Glassnode concluded with Uniswap's current governance setup, only Uniswap's centralized competitor Binance would be able to successfully submit a governance proposal. So, too long, didn't read, let me just give you the highlights. Right now, if you want to submit a proposal, you need 1% of all the tokens of the Unix swap supply to agree just to propose something, and then to reach quorum to actually submit, get a vote, you need 4%. Well, what's being proposed? Because some say 4% with right now there are 1 billion token supply. Well, that's too much. That's too hard to reach quorum. The proposal put forward suggests that. First off, the proposal threshold should be lowered instead of 1, to 0.3%, and have a quorum threshold of not 4, but 3%. So that's what's happening with Uniswap. Next piece of news, Binance has just put $350,000 in 6 new DeFi projects I want to tell you about via their $1 million fund. So check this out. The $1 million Accelerator Fund was launched in September to jumpstart developer efforts on DeFi projects. And of course, they only get this money if those DeFi projects develop on Binance. Well, these six blockchain projects were AnySwap, Arcane Network, BakerySwap, BitQuery, PancakeSwap, and Proxima run on the Binance Smart Chain BSC. So instead of Ethereum trying to own all of DeFi, Binance is trying to fund their own stuff. Here are all the projects, PancakeSwap bakery swap, etc. posted by Binance. Now what do these projects do? Well, DeFi. So they're decentralized lending, borrowing. These six funded projects range from automated market makers, data platforms, to gaming solution providers. Of those, PancakeSwap holds over $218 million on its smart contracts and is the biggest liquidity provider for Binance's smart chain. So just thought you should know they're building their own little ecosystem. But that is today's video. Like always, see you tomorrow.